Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. My name is Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my left is Ed Maher with the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 150. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ken. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing better than my bracket is. <laughs> March sadness. Mar- <laughs> yeah, yeah, around me. How about you? You uh, are you gambling the mortgage again? Um, I will gamble on pretty much anything, and yeah. so yes, I am. Uh, I have two brackets, and uh, neither one of them are doing particularly well. But you know, it's still early. Um, did you know that college players can monetize themselves now? I I. Yeah, I guess I I didn't really know, but I, I'm supportive of that because I'm very supportive of that. you know because even like the old college football video games like NCAA football from EA or whatever they would have college players with their names. Yeah, I think that's actually where it started. Right, and so somebody sued EA Sports. Yeah, because EA and these colleges are making so much money. I mean, typically in in almost every state, the most highly paid public employee is the athletic director at one of the colleges within the state. They're always outrageously well compensated um so these programs generate money and it only makes sense that uh, athletes should be able to uh, to get a piece of it because they're the ones that are generating the money so I, I was reading about it and you know i think this is a relatively recent ruling a couple of years old but the these college you know athletes you know that are you know the heisman trophy winners or you know the star of the team they can monetize they don't get paid by the university like like a coach does, but they can monetize like their likeness and you know things of that nature. Um, and some of them are doing quite well, but you know they thought it was going to be this like giant sea change. And I think it was like out of the ten thousand NCAA athletes, like a hundred are monetizing. Well, right, and I mean when I was in college, in like math classes, for example, the first day the professor shows up introduces himself, tells you a little bit about the class, and then from then on out, it's just a teacher's assistant. It's a right? grad student who that. taught the class every day. Really? Yeah. Where's the professor? Uh, I don't know, spinning around in his chair, smoking a pipe in his office, perhaps, thinking about calculus, <laughs> <laughs> doing you, fun professor things. Did you fail that class? No, I was good at math. Still yeah. am. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's some math for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. No, nah, it is. You know, I'm going to talk about some, some wins, but Nissan uh, voted 62 to 9 against organizing with the machinists in Tennessee. That's a small vote. 62 against it right? against the union okay nine for it in tennessee and tennessee is a place that just enshrined right to work in right. the constitution and it's once again you know indicative of it's hard to organize in the south right <laughs> well yeah i mean back when uh boeing there was a whole big thing with boeing when they were moving uh some of their jobs from the seattle area yeah. down to north carolina or right. south carolina um, and nikki haley uh was she's running for president but she was the governor and she said if you want these jobs to be union, you can take them somewhere else. Imagine that. This is a governor of a state saying, right. we don't want these good jobs. If you're going to pay these people that well, we don't want these <laughs> yeah. jobs. And she's running for president. She was the U.N. ambassador, the United States ambassador to the U.N. under uh, President Trump. She seems to me uh, dumb as a box of rocks. I mean, yeah. it just is what it is. But, it, I mean, imagine somebody coming out and saying, you know, hey, no thank you, Boeing. You know, we don't want all of those jobs and taxpayers if they're going to be union. And what yeah. does she care? What, what, are the, what does a politician care one way or the other if somebody's union or not? Yeah. Like Michigan, right? Right. Well, I, I'll say this. You know, Boeing had some interesting news this week. They're uh, currently 
in court uh, back in 2019 they had a crash remember when they came out with this new plane the 737 max and then they just started crashing all over the place <laughs> it was really terrible it's not a laughing matter oh, sorry uh, but but uh so they sold a plane to ethiopian airlines and this ethiopian airlines um plane crashes and it kills uh, 157 people that are on board. So right now, Boeing is involved. Did anybody in, survive? No, nobody survived. Okay. So Boeing is involved in litigation with the families, right? Trying to come out with settlements, and in court proceedings this week, uh, they said Boeing said that it should not have to pay anything for the uh, for the victims' pain and suffering because quote the crash killed everyone instantly, leaving no time for anyone to suffer pain instantly yeah so i'll tell you this yeah i mean in the chart of like you ever sit around and it's just like when it's my time how do i want to go i used to think in my sleep that's the gold standard but now i'm thinking maybe in one of those boeing planes because if it really happens that quick you know you're flying along having a little uh you know ginger ale for free listening to some complimentary headphones and then (laughs) bam it's over and like it's probably just getting to the good part of the movie probably and so that's the, they actually said that with a straight face. We shouldn't have to pay pain and suffering because it happened quickly. Yeah, there was no time for suffering or pain. What a smash into like a wall, like a brick wall or something like that. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. Right. Oh, my God. You know, it's unbelievable. Got to save those. Uh, shame, save those shame, shame on Boeing for, for, for taking that position. Just pay the money that you owe. For, for yeah, I mean, it's sakes. 157 people. It's not like it's going it's to. It's not going to uh, bankrupt Boeing. Right. Right ridiculous in some other news there were some wins recently um ski patrollers are organizing ski patrollers so you say that what, what's a ski patroller and it used to be like hey the cool dude that skis yeah. and, according you know. to the 1980s film industry they have flowing golden blonde mullets and they get all the chicks <laughs> absolutely and the hot tubs yeah and, you know whatever but the ski patroller are actually kind of high-tech jobs these guys are responsible for safety they actually take explosives and blow off snow from like you know frozen snow and like do some really high tech avalanches and things like it's that cr- yeah it was really kind of high tech and of course they have to be trained in cpr yeah. and you know like some of them are even like interns and doctors and etc they're getting paid like minimum wage and they can't afford to live anywhere close well, right. to the ski resort like Vail, where the average house is like two million dollars or something like that so what do they do they turn to a union yeah. And, you know, so they're unionizing. And good for them. Yeah, good for them is right. Residents, interns, and some um, hospital doctors, same kind of concept, right? You work in New York City, you're a resident, you're not making that much money. You're going to have a very hard time finding a place to live. They're organizing as well. Um, band camp. Band camp. All right. Uh, yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> you like band camp, don't well, you? Well, no. You, I, you have a look on your face like this is a good one. <laughs> no, it's just a uh, band camp is a... Some sort of music service they organized as well. I think um, uh, some Spotify companies now have organized. So you're seeing a lot of organizing going on in places that normally you don't think of as uh, you know industries that that unionize. Um, simultaneously, of course, you've seen Facebook that just laid off another ten thousand people. Another ten thousand. What's the matter with them? I don't know. I mean, I guess, uh, not, well, not that many people, I shouldn't say not that many people are using Facebook, but I don't think Facebook is picking up a lot of new users in the way that other, you know, every social media platform has a curve and yeah. maybe the golden days are behind Facebook. What do, you do? what do you do if you're in that position that you just got laid off from, like your whole life was devoted to tech and I'm going to be a tech, 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 then what? Like if it dries up, what do you do? How do you pivot? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it you know depends on what you do. If you're a programmer, you should potentially you know find something else. But well, I know how a hundred of them can pivot. 
how can 100 of them pivot? They can apply to the city of Chicago that are hiring 100-plus laborers right now in the streets and sand department. Those are good jobs. They're great jobs. So if you get on, if you if you have any interest, and in, now I'm, I'm not joking. Even if second. you haven't been laid off by Facebook yeah. recently, um, you, you want a career. You don't want to take on college debt. Uh, you know, didn't whatever whatever the case may be. Uh, there's a hundred plus jobs opening right now uh, in the city of Chicago. Laborers, local 1001. Um, I was talking to one of their leaders this morning, and the they just. Um, no, uh, Joe Healy, oh, okay. uh, who's actually been on our show before, yep. and they uh, he told me that they have settled the contract. They're just waiting on the uh, the city to sign it, but the starting wage says twenty one dollars and change. That actually, he said, is going to be boosted up much higher than that. And it's a starting wage; it goes up. And, uh, and I asked him that. I said, you know, what what is it top out at? And he's like, over forty plus dollars an hour. So a forty dollar an hour job, which is eighty thousand dollars straight time. You know, there's overtime, so you're going to make a hundred G's plus pension sick time, vacation, holidays, um, health insurance for free. I mean, these are good, solid jobs. So if you get a chance and if you feel like it, literally, go apply. apply. Yeah, check out the details. Yeah. We've got a guest today, and it's very exciting because our guest is Ken Edwards. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Midwest Coalition of Labor. It's who brings this show together. Yeah, and, we really uh, never really drill down on it. Right, and Ken uh, Ken is the executive director, so he's going to tell us a little bit more about what uh, that's all about. So I'm looking forward to talking. Oh, God, as though you don't do enough talking. <laughs> all right, stay with us, everybody, please. Uh, we'll be back right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. Uh, we're going to spend this segment interviewing Ken Edwards. Thank you. The host of The, uh, the thank, Worker's Mic. Thank and, you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for showing up today. <laughs> um, so, Ken, you are the executive director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor, as you say, um, at the beginning of every show. Yep. and. Um, you know, we haven't really gotten into what the MCL does, where it came from, how it operates. So let's let's dive a little bit into that because it's a cool story. I was yeah. there for a lot of it. I appreciate it. I know you were here and you were very supportive. Um, and, and I appreciated everything that you did to get this thing off of the ground. Uh, a lot of people were involved with getting this off the ground. But what it, what the MCL is in general is this. Um, it's a coalition of unions mm-hmm. that got together. And I'm going to talk about why we got together in a second, but that that got together to leverage our economies of scale to purchase benefits for the membership over and above what they get through their collective bargaining agreement. So there was a case called Janus in 2018 that in the, the swipe of a pen from the Supreme Court made every public employee in the entire country right to work. And what that means is that if you were a public employee and you were a member of a union that provided you health care, representation, anything, um, you could go to work and say, I'm not going to pay dues anymore. That's right. But I want every single thing in this collective bargaining agreement. And if I pick up the phone and call for someone to represent me, if I have a complaint at work, I want every ounce the same treatment that a dues paying member would receive. And if you don't give it to me, there are char- there are penalties um, within the you know Department of Labor where you can levy penalties against the union for not providing representation to someone who pays nothing. That's accurate. And so we we took that, and so that by the way, you know, you, you think oh, public employees, you know, well, that's police, right. fire, teachers, highway department guys, public works guys. Yeah. I mean, it's states attorneys, public defense. I mean, it's 
millions and millions and right. mi- tens of millions of well it's of a powerful people. group and that's why the politicians that of pushed course. this and the supreme court were were you know dedicated to weakening that group because yes. every time you have a group of people and then fewer people are paying in fewer people are paying in those people that are still paying dues a portion of their money is going to cover the representation of those people who just choose to pay nothing it's a it's a system that would break it, it would fail in any other circumstance of it would course. never be allowed and to it's happen it's designed to fail right, right designed it, to break the unions right once again and so you know some of the i think the more aggressive smarter unions have taken the position that we shouldn't have to represent them period that we probably have a first amendment right not to represent them if they have a first amendment right not to because this was all based on uh union speech as political speech first amendment um using it as a sword um and you know the the case said you know you can charge a, a free rider for you know grievance handling and things like that but you know moving that aside for a second mm-hmm. um everybody knows right to work is right to work for less it's bad it's wrong um but what the what happened was five unions got together and said you know let's use this as an opportunity right right let's let's actually get on the offense right and do something creative and put our differences on the job site aside and get together and form a coalition that provides benefits for members only in other words you cannot take advantage of janus or right to work um and get any of the benefits that the MCL offers. Right. So these are benefits that are over and above what the union provides exactly when it comes right. to health care, pension, things like yes. that. This is like a, a, a members-only Exactly. Program. That's exactly right. And um, it was the Operating Engineers Local 150, Operators Local 399, the Carpenters, um, the Laborers, all here in Chicago, and IBW Local 134. So you're coming out of the gate with you know tens of thousands of members strong, five unions, um, that were forward-thinking. Mm-hmm. And said, okay, what do we want to do? How do we want to do this? So the first thing that we did was we tried to just figure out, you know, what, is, what are some of the benefits that our guys and gals have a hard time getting in construction? Yeah, I mean, life insurance. Yeah, right. So, so life insurance was the, big, uh, was the big one and continues to be the big one. And so, Ed, we literally put it out for bid. Each union uh, got to use their own brokers, and we just you know picked who, whoever came back best. Um, and what we wanted, and what we actually achieved, was we asked for life insurance for construction workers with no medical questions asked, no exams, right. no anything. You just check a box and you get it. And only one company, literally one company, was crazy enough to do it in the beginning. Yeah, but it's um, turned out to be a, a great model. That's exactly right. So Voya Financial um, took a leap of faith with us. And, you know, I think they took a beating at first because obviously, you know, you're going to sign up very quickly if you are unfortunately not healthy, healthy, et cetera. Um, But it has kind of evened out now. And as the coalition itself has grown, we'll talk about this in a second, uh, you know, it it has spread the risk, which is what insurance does. Mm -hmm. And the MCL now holds $6 billion in coverage. But, I mean, on an individual scale, take a look at this. If you're somebody who's operating equipment 300 feet underground in a tunnel, or if you're a a laborer that's working, you know, right beside speeding traffic on the expressway, you can all of a sudden, you couldn't get life insurance at all before. And now you can get it with no questions asked, no medical exams. That's exactly right. It's a big deal. It's been a huge deal. And it's been really, really gratifying to talk to, you know, a member that, 
um, hey, I had cancer 10 years ago and I've been in remission, but I had to disclose that I had cancer so I can never get life insurance. And I'm in my 30s or 40s, and God forbid something happens to me, the cancer comes back, or just I die, I can't protect my family, and now I can. And that's been just absolutely wonderful. We've had, we've had members in tears um, saying that this is life-changing for them. So uh, it has paid out 30-plus million dollars in benefits, and you know it, it's just it's been life-changing for uh, the spouses, right? People that are widowed, because in the building trades, it's not the two family. You know, it's usually not two people working, right? Mm-hmm. The building trades tend to be more nuclear family. One of the one of the few places where that's right. You still have single income, yeah. And so the building trades guy or, or gal is the breadwinner, right? So you want to protect the breadwinner. So that was extremely, extremely popular, and you know, continues to be very popular. We have open enrollment once a year for everybody. As new unions come on, they get their own open enrollment. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else, in addition to, you've got life insurance. I mean, there I've seen you, you carry around a little book of all the benefits. So yeah, what so else? we have accident um, insurance as well, like an Affleck-type program. Yeah. It's like 8 bucks a month. It, it literally pays you $50 to go to the doctor and $50 to go to the dentist and $50 to go get a checkup. It actually pays you and encourages people to go to the doctor. That's a nice one. We have accidental death. If, God forbid, you should die in an accident, it doubles your life insurance money. And... You know, unfortunately, in our world, um, people are more likely to die in an accident. Number yeah, one, it's on a hazardous job. workplace. And number two, which I didn't know until I started to, to get a little lesson in this stuff, is our members tend to buy motorcycles, jet skis. Right. You know, the, disposable the, income leads to yeah. you know, proliferating and, and, some toys. And, you know, unfortunately, they have passed away on some of these toys. So, um, so we have accident insurance as well. We have critical illness insurance. If God forbid you should get cancer or something like that, it'll pay you ten or twenty thousand dollars more, like a, a, a income replacement. Right. Um, we have free roadside assistance. So for you and your family, uh, you you can cancel your AAA membership and yeah. you got free roadside assistance. Put some money back in your pocket. We have uh, legal services, which we talked about uh, mm-hmm. when Nick was here. Um, Credit repair, credit uh, credit repair, the whole gamut of legal services that he does. So you know, and, and I can, I'm not going to regurgitate that, but um, everything that we're talking about, Ed, is not only for the member, but we've decided to extend it to the family. Right. So if a, a spouse or a kid has a question. Um, that needs to be answered by legal services, he's going to answer that question. And so, you know, the, the, the concept is, number one, we take care of our families, and, and number two, it ties the member to the union, right. right? I mean, these are benefits that, in order to get them, you have to pay your dues. Pretty simple. Yeah. And if you're getting back $2,000 in a property tax appeal or You've just free covered your advice, dues for you the just year. Covered, absolutely, you covered your dues. I right. mean, you know, well, let's hear a little bit more about it. Stay with us here, 720 WGN. We'll be back with Ken Edwards in just a minute. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everybody, to The Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ed Maher, and I am interviewing our guest today, my co-host, Ken Edwards, Thank the Executive you. Director of the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Thank you for having me. Oh, God, I couldn't be happier to have you here, Ken. <laughs> so, listen, I'm not going to bore everybody with the details of the MCL. Um, in terms of the benefits, um, we are going to tie that to uh, our, our, our contest at the end of the show. Um, but what I will say is this: a couple of things. One is 
if you want to see what the MCL is all about, just go on our website. Right. Pretty simple. It's coalitionoflabor.org. I'll say it again, coalitionoflabor.org. Um, and you can see all the benefits. Uh, you can see all the unions that are there. We now um, have 220 plus thousand members, Ed, in about right. 12 states, 400 locals, and this is growing exponentially. It's, it's amazing because I was I was in the conference room where the idea was had. Yeah, you know, right, and I still absolutely. remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, um, and it has been an absolute blast. You know, I was lucky enough to. Uh, you know, have a, a good amount of time at Local 150 and a union before that, so, uh, you know, pensions, et cetera. So I was able to retire and take this thing over. Um, I thought it was going to be like my part-time retirement job. <laughs> <laughs> and now all I do is drive around the Midwest. But um, but listen, th- I'm, gonna, I'm saying this for, to, for several reasons. One is, uh, you know, take a look at it if you're listening. See if you like it. And if your union is not part of this program, um, <clears throat> excuse me. If get a little unit, choked up over there. Yeah, I, I'm, I get choked up about this. If your union is not part of this program and you're listening to this, call your union leaders and say, hey, you know, this is something that we should join. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this on the radio. There, We have two different plans. One is if $10,000 worth of life and 5000 of AD&D. The other is five uh, of life and 2500 of AD&D. That's the only difference. Everything else you get uh, as part of the program. Um, including, you know, like Ron Megan is on free financial plan, blah, 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 all the stuff. Um, that price for the high plan, for the plan A, is $2.29. Or two, per no, member. Sorry, $2.12 per member per month. For the C plan, the other, the smaller one, that's $1.29. There's not a union out there that can't afford $1.29 per member. Period. Right. Period. The end. Spend the money on the members. It ties them to the local. Locals now throughout the country are using this to organize mm-hmm. in right to work states. Ed, they're using it to shore up membership right. and, and bring people back into right. the fold. And so it's working. It's working as an organizing tool. And when is the last time labor had another tool in the toolbox to organize? Right. And when you're talking about these prices, let me just let me ask a question here is uh as you get more groups that join in yes the price for these benefits goes down yes. so i mean at that point you probably either have an option to lower the monthly cost or just put it into a, a pot to buy new benefits so, so all of a sudden so, the same yes. amount of money you have new benefits yes so some of both ed we when we started that price was three dollars and two dollars right and now it's two dollars and twelve cents and a dollar twenty nine and we have added benefits and lowered the cost of doing business so it's pure economies of scale and success we're, breeding success absolutely and we're creating our own economy it's working so you know if you're interested you know please join this thing um you know, I have to go back, and, and I want to just say one one last thing, and that is there is the carrot portion, which I just described, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also a stick. Right. And you know what that stick is? That stick is this. If you have a car loan, for example, through our credit union, and you decide, not that you're you know late on dues for a quarter or you know, you're out of work or you're laid off or whatever, but you decide to exercise your rights under Janus or right to work, and you drop your union membership, we will take your car back. Yeah, that's called the Bring Back the Car MFR program. That's the legal. Uh, that's the legal name of it. But you should not have a car loan through us or any benefits. Well, if you're getting you know better rates on loans because of your union membership, and that's you decide right. to leave, you know, leave yeah. your union holding the bag, then that's right. So it's we, only fair. We'll take your car back. We'll take your house. There's back. a cost for everything except listening to the workers mic on WGN Radio. It's free because it's still terrestrial radio. Correct? That's right. Yeah. Number one show in America. Number one radio show in America. Number one radio show in America. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I'm, uh, I'm pretty proud of that. So anyway, um, that's the MCL in a nutshell. Uh, I encourage everybody and anybody to join. If you have questions, you can also call 800 
800-433-2099. Again, that's 800-433-2099. That goes to my cell phone. So it's not one of these 24-7, you know, call centers, whatever. It literally goes to my cell phone and I will return every single call. Do not call me drunk, please. Because I do get Are you talking calls. to me again? Sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry about that, Kevin. <laughs> when, when the phone starts ringing at about six six thirty, that's when I know my guys are you know had a couple of had a couple of pops. Yeah. So and they interesting like to, problems. Yeah, it's all right. They like to talk. It's fun. So I've, I've got a question. I, the, I have an answer. And thank you for all the information. That's really interesting about MCL. And I can only imagine the sky's the limit because any, anywhere that you go to tell people about this they join they love it and they tell other people so i've uh, you know been very impressed you do a great job thank with you it. so much thank you um but in the break the last commercial break yeah you seem to be have a, having a little trouble regulating your internal temperature so you took off your jacket and you're sitting here and you have a slayer t-shirt on yes. and it reminded me yeah. that you know while you are the head of the mcl we're a longtime lawyer at local 150 lawyer at uh, the newspaper guild yeah um, prior to being a lawyer, Ken had a successful career. I wouldn't call it successful. Well, he had a career in uh, a heavy metal band, several heavy metal bands. <clears throat> yeah, one in particular. I was in a band. Thank you for bringing this up. I was in a band in New York City. Yeah, way way back in the day. I had really really long hair, and we played a bunch of shows and started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we got signed uh, to Def Jam Records. That's amazing. And we played with Slayer and Motorhead and, you know, Ramones. So you, you've and, met, you've met Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead. I did. I met him once for about a split second. Yeah. And uh, he's widely regarded by, you know, most metal enthusiasts as being God or equivalent to God. Yeah. Didn't come off as. No, he was, he was super, first of all, he was super cool, super great, whatever. No, he was, was, was great, whatever, but I just, I was never a giant Motorhead fan. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was in a band, and um, and then of course we imploded. Yeah. You know, for the usual reasons that bands implode when they're nineteen or twenty years old. Everybody thinks they're the leader of the band. No, no, no. Drugs and alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The usual. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Did you get so, your first guitar from uh, one of the Ramones? I got my first guitar amp from one of the Ramones. That's right. Ramones. I grew up in the same neighborhood in Forest Hills, Queens. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had this like weird long story. You know. Pre-life, this was my, the law stuff was my second uh, chapter, and now the MCL is my third chapter. But I have seen my own record on eBay for like a hundred bucks in Belgium. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. What was the name of the band? None of your business. Nevermore. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. I mean, I've looked. Some of my it guy, like It my is former, so hard to find it. It is, it is hard to find. that is a testament yep. to the lack of success. <laughs> <laughs> some of my guys when I when I was working at 150 somehow managed to find a cassette tape that they bought from like eBay or whatever and then they would call me and prank me with it all the time and just like play my own music to me but they got a kick out of it well so, yeah speaking of metal yeah um I want to call out worst human being of the week sure uh, and that is a Florida man <laughs> always who, a Florida so man. yeah Florida man is doing everything terrible but uh, there's a band, uh, 80s, you know, 90s rock, popular band, Def Leppard, and the drummer was in a car accident, lost his arm, and continued to be the drummer for Def Leppard with one arm. Super cool. Incredibly cool. Like, really cool. Unbelievably inspiring, yep. and, you know, just a, a great guy. He really started that trend of one arm drummers. one arm drummers? No, that's not the thing. I was going to ask if that had caught on. No, uh, it didn't. But, but he shows that it can be done. He, um, he kills it, you know, literally. I mean, he's, he's awesome. So, so, what, un- so what happened? So unfortunately, it sounds like a uh, he was outside smoking a cigarette, uh-huh. and uh, he was Where attacked. This in, was in- in, it was in Florida. 
and I think this is spring break gone bad. Um, but he was attacked by a man in Florida who ran up and like spear tackled him. He ran full speed ahead and tackled this poor drummer with one arm smoking a cigarette. And he's got to be in his seventies. Yeah, a one armed guy who looks like a nice guy. He doesn't you know? He looks like a nice guy, one arm smoking a cigarette, getting attacked by uh, what I can only assume was a spring breaker. It had to have been something like, "I dare you to go tackle that guy with one arm." Yeah. I bet he didn't even know he was a drummer from Def Leppard. No, no. Well, he found out. I mean, I, I can I, I can only imagine. He the got arrested. Penalties. One of the one of the charges was like elder abuse. <laughs> Yeah, you're never getting a job again when you have that on your record. Schmuck. But didn't a, wasn't there a woman standing nearby who jumped in on the? Not she on, tried to help. Yeah, oh, she, she tried, tried to help. Yeah, okay, yeah, she tried to help. So you know, you Florida know. man, no good. Florida woman trying to do the right thing. <laughs> Important differentiation to make. Yeah, that's a bad dude. Yeah, we will get into uh, some of the rioting that you're probably hearing about in France and what's happening over there. Right when we get back here on the Workers' Mic here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting next to me is Ed Maher with Local 150, the operators. Um, we were talking right before the break, Ed, um, about what's going on in France. Yeah. And France, apparently... Um, through their infinite wisdom, raised their retirement age from 62 to 64. Well, they're in the process of it. so I think he signed it. Uh, so he pushed it through in, in, in a way that doesn't require a vote. So this has been talked about for a little while. Um, is he the president, the prime minister, Emmanuel Macron, the yeah. you know, top dog in France? Right. He has been talking about trying to raise, raise the retirement age to save France's, um, you know, the equivalent of like their social security system. Right. Uh, and it's been he's been able to get no support from the public, no support from uh, the legislature, the parliament in France. Right. So he just found a way to go through to make this happen without it ever going to a vote. And as you can imagine, the people are pissed. They should be. I yeah. mean, if you want to talk about a representative government and you're going to just push something through without a single vote, like you don't even give Congress, you know, the, our version of Congress, an opportunity to vote on it. It'd just be like the president signing something that says you know hey we're going to push back social security age to 67 right and so it's really really disheartening to see you know a country do that especially when a they don't have the support of the people b they don't have the support of their own legislature right which i mean that's the suspicious kind of part about this is if there was like a, a true impending crisis it's a tricky issue because if there's a lot of populism involved but if this thing was going to, if their fund was going to tank, you right. would imagine that there would be some legislators who say, hey, this is this is tough medicine, but we have to take it. Not happening here. Everybody is against this. Right. Um, and when you're, when you're talking about a, a thing where you're telling everyone, okay, you don't support this, the government doesn't support it, but I'm going to make this happen, and you have to work an extra two years into your 60s. I mean, if you're out there and you're saying, like, oh, 62 to see what's the big deal – I mean, it is you know, a big deal. Suppose right, you were suppose you were literally like sixty one and eleven months. Right. You were about to retire, and you like you got your place in the south of France or wherever it is that you did, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I have to go back to work for two more years. What yeah. happens if your job isn't even there anymore? This seems like an example of something um, where you need checks and balances because if this if this is needed, right. there should be more support than one guy, and one guy shouldn't be enough to just slip this through in a way that doesn't require it's a also, vote. It also seems uh, to be not politically smart because you have this woman 
Marie Le Pen on the right. Yeah. That is like really, really to the right. Like, right. you know, whack job right. And of course, she just seized on the opportunity and said, this is wrongheaded. This is terrible, you know. And I think they're going to do a. I Meanwhile, the whatever her plan motive, would be is got to be so much worse. Her plan would be there is none. You right. work till you die. Right. <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't know that to be fact. But it's a good guess. Her, I think that there's going to be a. Uh, I think that the only way to overturn this thing now is a, is a vote of no confidence. And that's what, uh, that's what they're saying they're going to do in france people are hitting the streets there's piles of garbage in paris because uh like all the workers have gone on strike so is the protest strike. is the protest just old people no i think it's everybody i'm just saying like you know you know old people getting arrested now and you know i don't know that that's happening but you know i'm maybe making, i'm making it up okay <laughs> yeah, <what>? okay <laughs> well i, I mean, just figured they got a they got a dog in the fight you, you know can go saying? over to france and you know partake and get yourself I'm, i am old now you're not that old i am old yeah you know um we got so, one more thing to talk about before we go to our contest. and that is um you know they're they're fighting over about this stuff in france there was an interesting study that came out this week um in uh from a, uh, it was a group of british companies i think there were uh, 60 companies representing around uh, 3,500 workers who, yeah. throughout the course of 2022, went to a four-day work week or cut hours to sort of equal four days um, without reducing pay in any way. Uh, and it was just sort of a case study to see what would happen with productivity if you went to a four-day w- work week. So, uh, oh, the results are in. This was studied by Cambridge University and Boston College. Yeah. And uh, what they found was that after the trial was over, ninety percent of the companies that were involved stayed with this um, this four day work week. Uh, they found increased revenue, increased productivity, and the workers were happier. So, um, you know, there were a couple of outlets that reported on this. Uh, In these times was one of them, sure. and uh, you know, they were they're using this to say that the four day work week might be closer than you think to happening. It's interesting. So, on on one hand. We're, we're screaming backwards with child labor. On the yeah. other hand, we're moving towards maybe a four-day work week. I, yeah. I don't see how the two get reconciled. I don't know. But one of the interesting things that came of this was people, uh, 96% of the workers that were involved, loved the experience. And they were asked what kind of pay increase it would take to get them to go back to five days a week. Yeah. And more than half of them said it would take a 50% pay increase wow. to get them to go back. The good news um, for kids is now they're only going to have to work four days in the slaughterhouse. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So uh, I, I mean, I hope to see it happen here. I mean, I hope that we can at least emulate at least the, the experiment. Right. Well, I think where where companies are doing it, they're finding because if workers want to work four days and they're going to want to work three days, I mean, people are rolling their eyes at this. But if workers can work four days a week, yeah, and the company is more successful because what they found was there was um, you know fewer days off. Um, there were a couple of different things that that came good out of this. There was an increase in revenue. Uh, happier employees taking you know less time off for being sick. So if you work less time and it works out to the good for your business, you know what's the harm? I think that's just entrenched in the, in you know the United States that you know well you have to work hard, you have to overwork. You know right. so you're there then the, you know you're there early and you leave late and you know all that kind of nonsense. And I think some of that is is nonsense. You know I'll go back to what we talked about earlier in the day. Uh, today and that was you know the job opening in the city of chicago you know there's a job um that you can go work make a really good solid middle class wage and then you can go home right you don't take it with you yeah your right? cell phone's not ringing your cell phone's not ringing your email's not pinging you know you're not being called in the middle of the night your boss isn't bothering you etc cetera, etc cetera. like you literally work and go home there's something to be said for that too yeah so i imagine the having three days off you know in a row is probably a big deal 
Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be really nice. I mean... You remember at Local 150, we used to work on Saturdays. I remember working six days a week. Um, For many, many years. Many, many, many years. And it was, you know, it was 8 to 12, but that really meant 7 to 1. Yeah. You know, if you weren't there by 7, you you were late. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I remember that. And I remember just being so tired come Sunday. Yeah. And then you're right back at it Monday morning. And so, yeah, it, it was definitely difficult. That does not happen anymore. No, it was for the for the service of the members, some of the stuff in the great And it uh, made, recession. you know, look, I hate to say it, it made sense, right? So members can come in on a Saturday. Yeah. That made sense. Right. But let's, uh, let's, let's uh, shift let's, gears. Let's, We've yeah, got a contest. We do. So uh, we screwed up this thing, or I screwed it up. Our, our contest last week for, for Lou Malnati's $100 gift certificate, I said... I, my my directions were completely <laughs> they were less muddy. Than clear. Yeah, muddy, and quite frankly, I did, myself didn't know how to actually get on Twitter to see who commented and what was said. It's just so it was a mess. So we're gonna we're gonna restart it, and we're gonna make it simpler, um, dumber, if you will. Okay, so I can understand. So it. you can understand. We're correct. not dumbing it down for listeners. We're dumbing it down for for me. Correct. So last time we did it, it seemed to work pretty well, and that was leave a comment on Facebook. Or Instagram. Yeah, on our pages at uh, The Worker's Mic. That's right. Or you could leave it on YouTube. So any place that you can find The Worker's Mic, we have one TikTok out there right now. And apparently now we can leave comments. Yeah. Super cool. We'll have some more TikToks. Um, thanks to our friends at Da Vinci Street. That's right. Um, productions. And um, so leave a comment uh, in any of those places uh, as to what you think another benefit that the MCL could add to its offerings that would help people that perhaps they would have a hard time getting themselves or we could use our economies of scale to offer it. Um, just leave us a comment and we'll pick the best one um, or you know, one at random if they're the same. And then you will be the winner of the $100 Lou Malnati's pizza card. Sounds like a winner. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll announce the winner on the show next week. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you guys for filming. Thank the producers here at the great WGN, number one radio station in America. America, America number one show in America. Obviously, also. yeah. Um, so uh, if you missed any of the show today, yes. check out YouTube. That's right. Go to YouTube and look up the worker's mic. The show will be hosted at 9 o'clock. Unedited. The director's cut. The director's cut. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, so, thanks for listening. Uh, We will see you next week right here on 720 WGN, The Worker's Mic. The preceding episode of The Worker's Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Worker's Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.